All right, and we're recording. So this is a this is a real one for me, guys. I'm not gonna lie. This is a heavy one, um, and definitely not a topic that we're just gonna start and finish in this episode. I think this will just be the beginning. This will be the kickoff. Um, mostly because I don't want to film a four-hour episode by myself, <laughs> but also because. Um, I would like to have more opportunities to interact with you guys before I speak more on this. So what I'm going to do is, first of all, <laughs> welcome to Pumpkin Seeds, guys. Thanks for tuning back in. Um, today we're talking about body image. Uh, and I'm just going to cap it at body image. Because under the umbrella that is body image is body acceptance, body insecurity, you know, weight loss, weight gain, uh, body dysmorphia, eating disorders, all of those things. They're all under the umbrella that is body image uh, and issues with body image. So what I'm first going to do is talk about, is tell my own story. And then I'm going to read some of the responses I got from you guys. Um, so for those of you that don't know much about me or how I started doing this, uh, if you've got a free hour, go back and listen to episode one. <laughs> If you don't have a free hour, I'll give you a quick recap. Uh, so I uh, have been working out since I was 13. Uh, and I started working out because I didn't like my body. Um, to this day, I still have no idea where my distaste for the way that I looked uh, came from. Because I grew up in a household that was nothing but supportive and loving and uh, really just like cheerleaders like I grew up with cheerleaders um in in terms of like my parents always you know made it very clear they believed in me and that I was beautiful and I was special and I could do anything I wanted to and I was a strong powerful woman um so I have no idea where my body insecurity came from I'm going to go out on a limb and say that it came from friends at school because <laughs> uh, girls can be the worst and I think that's where it came from um, but yeah, so 13, I started working out, uh, and I got into bodybuilding, uh, competing in bikini specifically when I was about 16, turning 17 to my first show when I was 18. Um, I went into that show for all the wrong reasons. That's what I always say. I wanted abs. I just wanted fucking abs. That's all I wanted. Uh, for some reason I thought that if I had abs, I would love myself more. Uh, plot twist doesn't matter what your body looks like. Your body dysmorphia will always be a part of you. Um, so yeah, fast forward through that show. Uh, I learned a lot about myself and I learned even more about myself every single time I prep for a show. It is now 2020. Um, I have since done one other show. Uh, I prepped for two, but I dropped out of, um, before this last show I prepped for two, I dropped out of the second one uh, because of my eating disorder and my body dysmorphia. And I came back in 2019 fucking ready to kill it. Uh, and I've just been going up and up since then. Uh, but like I said, I've learned a lot about my, my body and my brain over the years. And the one thing I will say and if you take nothing from this episode, take this. It does not matter what your body looks like unless you start to work on the things inside your brain and your spirit and your heart that are making you feel the way that you feel about your body, you will always find something to hate about your body. The way you look does not actually affect the your, any sort of body insecurity or body dysmorphia that you have. If you have an issue with something on your body, you will always find something else once that one thing is fixed. Um, and I can say this because every single show, 
Every time I get shredded, I've been shredded a, a handful of times now, and I never recognize that I'm shredded when I'm shredded. Um, and I'm always just looking at things that could be better. Like, yeah, I've got striations in my shoulders, but you know, my abs could be blockier, or I've got separation in my pecs, but no separation in my legs. Like, there's always something that you want to be better. Now, arguably, that's beneficial for my sport, right? And so I use it to my advantage in terms of the bars always set a little higher because we never stop working, never settle. But in terms of everyday life and accepting who I am and recognizing I'm a beautiful human, it makes it hard. Um, and so what I would say is I am definitely in a place where I am confident in saying I am on the other side of the darkest parts of my body dysmorphia and my eating disorders. Um, I have not had an dang a dangerous or inappropriate relationship with food in a couple of years. Um, I don't binge anymore. I don't purge anymore. Um, I don't restrict food. I am much better in that sense uh, because I educated myself. I educated myself and I did the one thing that a lot of people with body image issues don't do is I was honest with myself about what was going on. And by honest, I mean I was audible in actually having conversations with myself out loud about what I was thinking, what I was feeling, what parts of those thoughts and feelings were real and what parts of those were my sick brain, uh, which is what you're going to hear me refer to it as. So because your body dysmorphia never goes away, your your any insecurity you have about your body does never it never goes away. It's it's a part of your brain that is always looking for a problem, right? So it doesn't go away. You just have to learn to outsmart it or understand it and kind of figure out where it's coming from and why it's there. And so I've just gotten very good at self talk. So whenever I'm having a bad day, I talk myself through it. And I am really fortunate to have really smart, strong, capable women around me that also go through the same things and are also just as good at talking to themselves about it that I can reach out and I can be like, hey, you know what? I'm having a really weird body day. I'd like to talk about it. Let's throw some education at each other and then we'll leave this conversation feeling better about ourselves. And so that's my way of dealing with it is I talk about it. Make it real. Give it a voice. If you continue to ignore it, pretend it's not there, push the feeling aside, ignore the thoughts, ignore those feelings, they don't go away, they just fester. And when they fester, they affect other aspects of your life. And I've learned this over the years dealing with it myself. And through reading some of your responses, I'm recognizing that the rest of you are dealing with that also. And I think... A lot of people might listen to this podcast or this spe specific episode and think, oh my God, this is exhausting. Like every young female has issues with her body. Everyone's insecure. Everyone is, you know, has a problem with something on their body. And I really just, I want us to take a second to just get rid of that sense of th that, that thought process. And let's give this issue the respect it deserves. The way that you feel about your body affects every aspect of your life. It, is, it affects every single aspect of your life. It affects the way you enter a room. It affects the way you get dressed in the morning. 
It affects the way you carry yourself when you walk down the street. It affects the way you address people when you talk to them. It affects the way you advocate for yourself, whether that be at work, in relationships, at the doctor's office. It affects your relationships, friendships, relationships with family members, sexual relationships. It affects the way you have sex. It affects how much you have sex the way you want to if you don't want to. It affects how much you let people in. The way you feel about your body touches every aspect of your life, so it deserves respect. It is a valid issue to deal with. And that goes for everybody. I think the number one issue we have with body image issues is for some reason there's some sort of fucking hierarchy as to who has the right to be sad about their body and who doesn't. The problem with body image is that we have this societal expectation but we've gone even farther with social media that there's several societal expectations so it's not just the curvy girls that are being told they're supposed to be stick thin right because that's still happening curvy girls still feel like they should be stick thin but now the stick thin girls are being scrutinized for not being curvy and the short girls feeling that they should be tall, right, to have like say long legs or a long torso, they compare themselves to tall girls, but then tall girls, you know, oh, they're too tall. Now you're, now you're towering over everybody. You're a monster. You're a building, right? Be shorter, be small, be compact, right? Wherever you, there, there is a, there is a camp of people supporting one body type and disregarding or hating on or poo-pooing another body type. And that makes it worse. It's no longer fat versus thin, right? It's thick versus thin. And then fat versus thick and fit versus thick and fit versus thin and fat versus fit and fat versus thin and, you know, thick with two C's and junk in the trunk but a tiny waist and big boobs. Oh, but no boobs. Small boobs are cool too. But, you know, have good legs and, oh, but no... Thin legs, we want thin legs and thin arms, but also have some muscle definition, but not too much muscle definition. And it's just like, it's too much. So you can't, you're not safe. You're not, nobody is safe, right? If you are, if you're a bigger girl, you are a bigger girl compared to what? Like, like what makes me bigger? What, what kind of person are you comparing me to, right? And then you're too skinny. Well, compared to what? Like, so what exactly is this ideal body that we're all comparing ourselves to? And why does it keep changing depending on what we look like? Right? Like you will, and this is what I mean. When it comes to body image, especially in today's day and age, it is so easy to just find something new to hate on because there are so many different opinions out there. And at the end of the day, the problem is the solution. (laughs) Not to be too confusing, but what I mean by that is because there's no, like there's, there's no, there's so many different opinions as to what the best body is. That just proves to you that there is no best body. There's just bodies. We have thick girls and thin girls, and we have fat girls and skinny girls, and we have Fit girls, thick girls, thicker up top, thicker down below, tall, short, medium build. We have it all. Big boobs, little boobs, big butts, small butts, square butts, round butts, bubble butts. We've got it all. And that's the point. That's what we, that's, that's, 
that's it. That's that's the norm. The norm is all of those. All of those under that umbrella is bodies. That is just bodies. And if we all just started talking to ourselves a little bit more about that, I feel like it just takes off some anxiety. And like that's why my post the other day was like when you compare yourself to someone else's body or to a body you used to have, if you really, really think about it, it's so dumb. Because that body's not yours. Right? It's not yours. You don't know what they feed it or where it comes from or it's genetics or what they do all day. Right? And that's none of your business and it's their body. Their body has nothing to do with your body and your body has nothing to do with theirs. And if we just all let ourselves have our own bodies, I feel like we'd all be a lot better off, a lot happier. And then also, we all need to get rid of this idea that just because we're 10 pounds heavier than we were when we were 16, that we've lost it, right? Or if your boobs are a little saggier than they used to be, yeah, that's supposed to fucking happen. Or skin, like if you've got wrinkles, like that's okay. Or your boobs are lopsided or, you know, anything, like your body is you. It is it is you. And you only get to have that body one time. One time. There's lots and lots of theories as to what happens when we die. There's lots of theories as to how we got here. There's lots of theories about how the circle of life works. The one thing we know for certain is right now, the body that you're in is the body that you get for this life. That's it. So it's you, you first of all need to learn to love it, but also recognize that it's your body so you can love it in whatever way you see fit. Only if it's for you though. And that's the most important thing here. So we've Killed the idea that there's some sort of like ground zero body that everyone's supposed to base their bodies off. Okay, we've killed that. That's not a thing anymore. Now we need to kill any sort of idea that there's a certain way that you're allowed to love your body. Because that's not true either. If you want to celebrate your body by being naked, you celebrate your body by being naked. If you want to celebrate your body by covering up, you celebrate your body by covering up. If you want to get plastic surgery, if you want to be au naturel, if you want to go braless, if you want to wear two bras, it does not fucking matter what you choose to do to love your own body. That's actually no one else's business but your own. And that's a really easy fact to remember when you remind yourself that literally everybody at some point in their life will have this internal conversation. They like their body, if they're comfortable in it, what makes them like their body, what makes them feel comfortable in it. And everyone at some point will have to choose how they express how they love their body, how they choose to love their body, how they choose to accept their body. Some people choose to go to the gym, whether it's to build it up stronger, to change the shape, to lose a little bit of weight, to gain a little bit of weight, whatever that may be, some people choose the gym in order to, as a way to love their bodies. For some people, it's just the way that they feed their, their body, right? For some people, it's clothes. For some people, it's makeup. For some people, it's sex. Everybody has a different way and that's okay. And as long as we focus more on learning the ways that we specifically need to go about loving our bodies and the less we focus on comparing our bodies to a body that's not ours, the happier off we will be.
And like, so for me, my personal struggle, which is is constant, is so yes, I have body dysmorphia and I have a history with eating disorders, but I also continue to be in a sport based around what my body looks like and getting to a very unhealthy level of body fat for sport. So I have chosen to put myself in the most uncomfortable positions when it comes to my mental health surrounding my body. And I've chosen to use that as a learning opportunity, right? I make myself most uncomfortable and then I I talk myself through it. That's why I take so many pictures of myself. That's why I, you know, did the OnlyFans thing. That's why I'm so shameless is because that's my way of celebrating my body. It's my body. I'm proud of it. And I want to look at it and I want to make everybody else look at it with me because I'm so proud of it. And that's okay. That's not everybody's way of loving their body, but that's my way. And so I want to start the episode off by just reminding everybody of that. If you take nothing away from this episode, focus more on how to go about loving your body for you, nobody else, and less on comparing your body to any other body that's not yours. And that includes a body that you had when you were 16. All right, with that said, let's get into some of your responses. So what I put up was, um, you know, if you've dealt with body image struggles in the past or body insecurity, you know, what were they? And, you know, did you do anything to work on them or whatever anyone felt comfortable sharing? And I'm going to share a couple of them. So I got a lot, a lot of common ones were talking about eating disorders. Um, yes, I have body dysmorphia and I've been bulimic since I was 17. Um, and I don't let, I don't tell my fiance, he doesn't know. Um, I had another woman write in about her boobs and a couple women write in about their boobs. Um, and this is why I brought up the relationship thing is your boobs change after weight loss. And a couple of these women, and this is why I wanted to share this one because I had each of them message me privately to be like, you know, I've really struggled. I lost a lot of weight. Now my boobs look the same. And so all of them said my significant other actually hasn't seen my boobs in a long time or it's very rare that he or she sees them because I keep them in a bra because I'm embarrassed by how they hang down. Right? So they did all the work to lose this weight and to they, they did that for themselves to get their health in order. They lost weight. They're feeling good. But now instead of enjoying the fact that they feel good, all they're focused on is their boobs and how their boobs don't look quote unquote right. So then, then we have to ask, well, what the fuck are right boobs? Right? Because my boobs don't move at all, but that's because they're barely boobs. And like I say that as a joke, but also being serious, like I don't have, I don't have boobs. Like I can flex my boobs. Like I don't have them. I have very little body fat on them at all. And like, they're not sensitive, like regular boobs. Like I could, like you could punch me and it doesn't hurt. Right. I don't have them. So like, that's something I've always been insecure about. So I'm insecure that I don't have boobs and my boobs don't move. And then there's girls sitting right next to me, silently insecure about the fact that their boobs do move. Do you see where I'm getting at? Everybody's got something, right? Um, so there was a lot of stuff on boobs and just how they've changed with, you know, weight loss or having children, breastfeeding changes your boobs. Um, a lot of people who had, uh, who lost a lot of weight, who like got on the fitness train and decided they were going to lose some weight and that's how they were going to love their body was to like, you know, look after it a little bit more, maybe change some habits and then weight loss ended up being what happened because of that. And then that was a while ago, they've gained some of the weight back and now they're feeling like shit about themselves because they gained the weight back. But again, recognize... It's not, there is no, there is no perfect body. There is no perfect body weight. There is no, like, 
you gain weight as you grow up for a reason, right? Your body puts on, your body isn't putting on weight to be like, fuck you, Becky, right? Like it's not doing that. Your body does everything for you. It's always doing something for you. It's never to spite you, to fight you on things. Your body's always looking out for you. So if you've put on a little bit of weight in the last little bit, fucking relax about it. Your body needs that weight for something and that's okay. And as long as you're eating properly, you're sleeping and you're moving your body, then just leave it alone. Let it happen. It's not the end of the world, right? If you're a little bit heavier than you're used to being, right? And let's say you have a body weight that you're just comfortable at and you feel better at. That's okay too. And if you put on a little bit of weight, recognize it's not forever. Just keep looking after yourself, right? Prioritize your health, prioritize movement, and your body will figure its shit out. It, it, there's no need to panic or to hate on yourself or guilt yourself because you gained some weight. That's nothing to feel bad about. Now, if you've gained some weight that's unnecessary and it's because of unhealthy habits that you've picked up, focus on the unhealthy habits. Let's fix those. But don't hate on your body. You're no less beautiful. You're no less worthy of love or attention. You're just another body. Right? Eat, pray, love said it the best. I'm just going to buy some bigger pants. Just buy some bigger pants. You're not any less yourself. Or, or less beautiful or worthy or sexy or desirable just because you don't fit into one size and you need another size. There's a, there's a copious amounts of sizes for a reason because it's just a body and it's your body and whatever it's doing, it's doing for you. So as long as you're looking after yourself, that's what you focus on. You focus on loving your body. Feed it properly. Rest it properly. Let it move. Your body loves to move, Right? Take after it, pamper it, keep it clean. Come from a place of love and your body will respond. And whatever way it responds, that's your body. Stop trying to fight your body. Now, this is not inclusive of physique athletes because we have to fight our body sometimes for sport, but that's a different conversation. So I'll do another podcast another day about competing because I had a couple people message and asked to talk about that, but I feel like that's another topic. So we won't talk about competing right now. Another one was just lacking confidence. And I think the lack of confidence, this is a really popular one. I think the lack of confidence just again comes from this idea that you're supposed to look a certain way. Right? So a conversation I have with a lot of my clients, because like we're all still kind of dealing with coming that out of quarantine and like some of our bodies changed in quarantine and, and it's been tough for a lot of people and I recognize that. So let's say you gain some weight in quarantine and you're just not feeling yourself, you're feeling uncomfortable, your clothes aren't fitting. And no, there is no perfect body weight, perfect body size, but let's say your self-esteem and your confidence felt better at a certain weight and you're like 10 pounds away from that weight and you just really want to get back to it. That's okay. That's totally allowed. What's not allowed is guilting yourself and hating on yourself and scolding yourself every day to get to that 10 pound drop. You have to love yourself Every day. Now, sometimes loving yourself is having tough love, right? So that is making the decisions. If you really want to lose the 10 pounds, 
you're probably going to have to change some things about your diet. You're probably going to have to get some get some more sleep. You're probably going to have to go on more walks. You're going to have to go to the gym or do something to move your body. You're going to have to do a little bit more, right? But that is loving yourself. Taking the time, putting in extra effort for a goal that's important to you is loving yourself, right? It's the same with with weight gain. Let's say you're someone who's like just like really underweight and you worked really hard to gain some weight, but maybe you didn't gain it in the right places or the places that you wanted to. Your body gained that weight in the place that it did for a reason. And your body will always figure shit out. And and quarantine taught me that a lot. And like anyone who knows me, I just I just like to work out. I just pick things up, put them down. I love my sport. I love the lifestyle. I'm not a science person. I'm not a doctor. I just come at this from my own fucking opinions of things. But what I can say is over the course of quarantine, I put on and lost between 15 and 20 pounds. Like the first month of quarantine, I I think I put on like 10 to 15 pounds. And it was in my face and it was like around my arms and, and it was just like everywhere. And it was like uncomfortable. I just looked puffy. And it wasn't that like gaining weight is bad. Gaining weight is not bad. It just didn't feel like the right weight. It felt it felt like my body was trying to tell me something and I was ignoring it, right? So instead of, at first I freaked out. I'll be honest, I freaked out. And I was like, oh my God, nothing's working. And then I was like, you know what? This is just information. This is just information from the body trying to tell me something. I'm just gonna fucking let it work its shit out. And I stopped worrying about it. At the time I was doing like, I think I was doing like 40 minutes of cardio twice a day. My calories were really low and I was like super obsessed with losing weight and I wasn't losing. If anything, I was gaining. So finally I was like, fuck it, I'm just done. So I went back to just my regular like 20 to 30 minutes of cardio a day. I did my weight training, but I think I only weight trained like three to four days a week. And I just rested. I went to the cottage. I laid by the pool. You know, I drank wine. I ate snacks. I just like fed my body and I rested. One day I woke up and instead of working out, I just danced on my front lawn for two hours. Like I just was like, you know what? I'm just going to choose fucking love. Whatever I feel like my body wants, I'm just going to give it and see what happens. And the weight dropped off. Not all of it, just a little bit. But the puffiness left my face. The puffiness left my body. I felt good. My joints felt good. My muscles felt good. I had all this energy. And like my body weight was kind of still around where it was, but it just moved and it just sat in different places and it just felt like the weight that I needed, that I wanted. It didn't feel like imposter weight. So all that to say is your body doesn't actually need you to do anything. It it normally knows what it's doing. So if you are eating properly, and by properly I just mean eating good, wholesome foods, eating colors, eating enough, If you are moving regularly, resting regularly, sleeping, and hydrated, just let your body figure the rest out because it will. It doesn't actually need to be micromanaged. It doesn't need detox teas. It doesn't need to be shocked. It doesn't need to be confused. It doesn't need to be starved and then refed. It doesn't, you don't need to fuck with it. Just let your body do its thing because it's got you. It's got you, I promise. And confidence just comes from feeling good. And a lot of the feeling good and feeling bad about your body comes from the negative self-talk and the comparing to other bodies and the expectation and the guilt that you're not where you should be or what you should look like or whatever. So let's just fucking kill all of that right now. And again, not a doctor, 
But I'm going to tell you the things that I do to help. And maybe this will help some of you. So when I wake up and I have a bad day, everyone has trouble areas. Okay, so I'll be completely vulnerable with you guys and just be real. So my trouble areas are my tummy uh, and my... Uh, my low back. I carry all of, I get all of my weight immediately in my midsection. So my tummy and my low back. Um, and then when I'm stressed, I carry a lot of it like on my lats and in my, um, in my arms. It's very rare that I'll be insecure about my arms. I pretty much like love my arms, but I definitely am very sensitive about my stomach and my back. So when I'm having, so like right now, Okay, just let's just let's just tell it all. So I normally, and when I say normally, I mean like two years ago, three years ago, uh, I walked around at anywhere between a hundred and twenty six, twenty seven to a hundred and thirty two to thirty five pounds, somewhere around there for the last like solid two to three years, right? Since uh, being back with my coaches and either being in a prep or an off season, my last off season, the highest I got to was like 132, 129, 132, around there. Then we prepped for my show. And on stage, I was like 107, but like that doesn't count. Let's say it's so like when I felt like like a lean, bean, mean fighting machine, that was probably like 115, 115, I was like, I have energy, I'm fucking small, I'm shredded, but I actually still feel like a human, 115. So then in my head, I was like, okay, 115 and 120 is like, that's lean for me, okay? That's like happy lean, beach lean. Then I did a little off season, a little mini off season after that show, and I got up to one, just under 140. And then we did a mini cut, and I literally just kissed 129 and I thought I was like I was feeling good I was feeling like a lean bean I had like visible abs you know I had some 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 veins coming out of my delts I was feeling dangerous then went back into an off season COVID happened and I went from like 130 to like 142 in like two weeks (laughs) um and then I slowly gained to like 145 and then at 145 my coach and I were like okay you need to rest so chill I did not weigh myself for like a month. When I did step on the scale, I was 135 um, and I was lean and I felt good. 130, 135. I felt good. And I kind of lived there all summer. And then uh, I've been since doing an off season. And as of this weekend, like last weekend, I am 150. I have never in my life weighed this much, ever. Sorry, just take a drink of water. Now, if you've seen me, I'm not massive. <laughs> like, I'm not a big girl. But to me, 150 is a big number because I'm not used to that. That's 20 to 30 pounds above where I would normally say is my quote-unquote resting weight, right? That's that's heavy. That's frightening. And so I see that number on the scale and immediately my perception of my body is completely different. I don't see any muscles. I don't see any definition. I don't see any shape. I just see blah. And I'm seeing blah and I'm trying to fit into clothes that fit me when I was 120, right? And so finally, like, and I was just like really feeling like shit about myself. And I was just like, you know, I just, I, I, I found myself just wearing like tights and hoodies all the time, just like covering all my shapes. Like I just felt like a potato. And then I'm standing in the kitchen at my boyfriend's house. And his dad 
is like so Shayna, uh, because like they've watched Josh gain all gain some weight after his show, right? And they're like, so Shayna, will there ever be like a point where like you put on a bunch of weight? <laughs> like, wh- wh- when does your off season start? <laughs> I just stood there in fucking silence. I was like, uh. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually doing that right now. Uh, I'm actually like 20 to 30 pounds heavier than I normally would be. And they were all like, oh, so like this is you putting on weight. And in that moment, I was like, dudes, it is all in your head. And since that conversation, I see my body so differently. And like, again, this isn't every day. Like I do have, I was having good days and bad days, but I was having more bad days than good. And it wasn't until that conversation that I was really like, man, it's in my fucking head. It's in my head. So I bought some pants that actually fit me now. I bought some shirts that fit me. And I just went back to loving on myself, picking out cute gym outfits, taking pictures of myself, doing my hair, doing my makeup, taking the time to just like love myself. And you know what? I feel exactly the same now. I feel exactly the same now as I felt when I was like shredded and 129. It's honestly just a change in mindset. It's just a change in mindset. But the change only happens when you recognize that it's a real problem that deserves real solutions and real effort. And I think that's the piece that I want to get across today in this first episode of this topic, because we're going to talk about this a lot, is body image issues, body insecurities, body dysmorphia, it is not just a phase. It is not just something you're going through because you're a sad little girl. It's not just something you're going through because you're comparing yourself to the guys at the gym. It affects everybody and it's a serious problem that deserves serious solutions and effort. Because I promise you, if you put in the time and the effort, the changes in the way you feel about yourself will touch and affect every aspect of your life. When I'm not feeling myself, I don't want to post on Instagram. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to have sex with my boyfriend. I don't want to go to family get togethers because I don't want people to see me because I think people are seeing the busted can of biscuits that I see when I look in the mirror. Once you get it through your head that that's not what people see when they see you, they just see you. And once you recognize that you're actually the only problem and that you deserve to take the time out of each day to do what you need to do to work on yourself so that you don't see that anymore and you don't feel it anymore, it will benefit you in every aspect of your life. The way that you feel about yourself is important. Looking at your body and admiring your body and thinking it's beautiful and strong and sexy and handsome and powerful and desirable and worthy of love and attention, that is important. You are allowed to do the things that you need to do to find those things and feel those things. It is not stupid. It is not silly. And it deserves respect. It is a real goal and it deserves respect. I asked everybody on my Instagram yesterday if they've ever gone to a professional for help about this because I was recognizing I was getting a lot of women reaching out and confiding in me 
about real eating disorder struggles that they're still living through. And I'm not qualified to help you with that. I will always be an ear to talk. I will always be a safe place. But I would like to offer more. My problem is that most people that responded said they had a horrible experience because they felt judged. They felt that they weren't being heard. And they felt ridiculous and they felt silly. If I go into my messages, I'll see if I can find some of them. And this is what I was afraid of because I was talking to a friend of mine who had just recently gone for help about one thing. And I was like, did you mention your eating disorder? And she was like, oh God, no, I, I couldn't talk to her about that. She wouldn't understand. Right. And I just feel like I don't yet know of a resource that I can send you to because I, I personally myself have never found a therapist that I can confide in. I've always been told that it's a phase or it's something every woman feels and you just get over it or to stop going to the gym because that's clearly what's triggering it. And like people just don't. Okay, yes. Another person said, um, as a thinner person, not skinny, but not chunky, just average, I wasn't taken seriously because I didn't look like there was an issue. I appeared healthy in every other aspect. So that's the same problem I've had. I don't look like there's anything wrong with me, right? And so a lot of the times, if you're not incredibly underweight or incredibly overweight, you feel like you don't have the right to talk about this. But body insecurity affects everybody and it hurts and it sucks and it can suck your the freaking life out of you. And That's why I'm saying it deserves respect. No matter what you actually look like, your physical body does not affect your sick brain or your body dysmorphia or your body image issues or insecurities. They are not one and the same. They do not coincide. You can be incredibly, you can have the most voluptuous, delicious, big booty, beautiful boobs and still think there's something wrong with your body. You can have, you know, an hourglass figure and still think there's something wrong with your body. You can, you can have any think of any of the bodies that you think are the ideal body, that person still has something that they are working on in their own brain and their own heart about appreciating and loving in their body. The grass is always greener, but it's actually never greener. So you do not have more of a right to talk about your body insecurity because you're heavier or because you're thinner. The way that you look does not deem you appropriate or not appropriate to talk about body image everybody is allowed to talk about body image no matter your size no matter your weight no matter the anything no matter your 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 chosen gender or or how you choose to identify yourself everyone struggles with body image human beings struggle with body image right men struggle with body straight men struggle with body image gay men struggle with body image Gay women, straight women, men and women who don't choose either camp. Everyone does. It does not, it does not pick a person. It does not pick a type. It does not, body image does not pick an identity. It is in everybody. And we all have the right to talk about it. And nobody has any more right or any less right. If you have a body and there's parts of it that you don't love enough and you recognize that that's a problem, you have the right to speak on that. Regardless. And if I've learned anything, it's that no matter who you are, if you talk about it, someone will relate to you and someone will connect to what you're saying. And that's why I think it's just important that we talk about this stuff. Yeah, so most people just said they felt like they were brushed off, they weren't heard, they were judged. Um, a lot of times there's an age barrier. Maybe that you don't connect to them because... Like, if you... 
it's tough. It's just really tough. It's the one thing, and like I'm gonna keep looking into it. But I was hoping to have answers for you for this episode, but I don't. So, what I'll say is, for right now, until you can find professional help that works for you and that doesn't alienate you and that hears you, talk to yourself. I know it sounds really hippy dippy, but honestly, just do it. Fucking talk to yourself. What makes you feel good about your body? Do those things. Those things are a priority. It does not have to be productive or budget friendly for it to be a priority if it makes you feel like a fucking hot tamale, okay? I like spray tans. I like shaved legs with with different smelling um, lotions. My thing right now is coconut. I like nails. I like doing my hair. Those are the things that make me feel good. And it doesn't matter, oh, and I like shoes. Because it doesn't matter if your jean sizes change or your shirt sizes change, your shoe size is always the same. And so shoes are forever. (laughs) That was a joke that um, my mom and I used to always say. But find the things that you love. Find the things that make you feel beautiful, that make you feel powerful, that make you feel like you. Find the things that make you feel like you and make you proud to be you and make those things a priority. And talk to yourself. Be real with yourself. Okay? When you're having a day, that, like ladies, my, my boob ladies, if you're having a day and you're about to be intimate with your partner and you're like about to have that negative self-talk about your boobs, fucking take that bra off. Go stand in front of a mirror and look at them and just like talk yourself through it. Feel them. Grab them. They are a part of your body. They are a part of you. And nothing that is on your body that feels like it's your body is there to attack you or be bad to you. And you are allowed to do whatever you need to do to feel better about those parts of your body. If you want to get a boob job, get a boob job. If you don't and you want to just learn how to love them, then you got to put in the work and learn how to love them. Right? Plastic surgery is not disrespect or unappreciation of the human body it's just us recognizing that we are allowed to do things to make ourselves feel good and that's okay but you also don't have to want to do plastic surgery you don't have to do anything right i've never been a boob girl i've just never been a boob girl they're not a thing that i ever you know desire to have So when I'm having a weird day where I'm like, oh my God, you know, I feel like a 12-year-old boy in a pair of women's underpants, (laughs) then I just, you know, I hold them, I look at them, and I'm like, these are my boobs, and I love them, and they are boobs, because, you know, that's what they are. Uh, And then I grab my ass, and I'm like, and you know what? For all the boob that I am lacking, I make up for it an ass, and that's what's important to me. And that's what makes me feel better, and that's okay. But I make it a priority. I talk to myself. Make it real. Don't just ignore it. Don't push it away. Make it real. Let yourself feel it. Think it. Talk about it. And learn from it. And you will get better. It will get better. And we are not alone. I feel like that's a good place to cap it. Otherwise, I could talk about this for fucking ever. (laughs) I just like there's so many there's so many fucking layers to this and I just feel like I'm really tired of people just chalking it up to it being a phase or because every and I, I'm sorry if I keep bringing up you know the, the girl thing or the female thing but I am a I identify as a straight female so like that's my that's my realm and I, I don't mean to, to just to forget to include anybody or to 
not include like i i'm just speaking from my this is my own experience right and i just every person i've ever talked to about this who doesn't get it just is just like oh it's a phase all girls go through and i'm like no it's not it's not just a phase it's a problem and i want to talk about it and i want to fix it because like as human beings as sexual beings we deserve to feel beautiful and sexy and desirable in our bodies and part of that is loving the way your body looks no matter what it looks like okay i'm gonna leave it there thank you to everybody who reached out and shared their stories i love it when you guys are honest and genuine and vulnerable with me because it makes me feel more comfortable to be vulnerable with you i will always do my best to find resources to help anyone who reaches out i am always a safe space and an ear to listen And if you are looking for it, I will always give my two cents because I love talking about the hard shit. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for all of your messages. I love this. I love that I'm connecting with so many different people all over the place. It makes me feel good. We're doing something. We're talking about the hard stuff and we are going to make change. I know it. I feel it. I see it. I have no idea what the next episode is going to be about. I'm sure it'll be a banger. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I love you all. I appreciate you all. And I will talk to you in the next one. I have also decided that I'm going to start signing off all of my podcasts with my cute little thing that I've decided is my catchphrase. Because I guess as a person, you're supposed to have a catchphrase on these things. I don't know, like a closing statement or, or a reason for being here. My reason for being here in my mission statement is your vanity is welcome here. Thank you so much, guys. I'll see you in the next one.